Hey everyone, it's Pastor Mike Adkins, and I want to welcome you to Next Steps, where the teaching pastors of Grace Church help you focus on taking a next step in your spiritual life. If you're not listening there already, I invite you to take a moment to download the free Grace app. It's the best place to hear and share messages and to get connected with what's going on here in the life of our church. Just search Grace Church Orlando in your app store or head to discovergrace.com forward slash app to find it. Pastor Clint Harrison and Pastor Grant Nixon and I hope that these podcast conversations will help you take your next step toward Christ. Hello, everyone. We're back with another episode of Next Steps, our podcast to help you take your next step toward Christ. I'm here with Pastor Clint. What's going on? And Pastor Grant. Yep. And he's very excited to be here today. I hey, am, actually. Are I'm you very, very excited? excited? Good. I'm excited about this topic. It's a great That's topic. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's a so big deal. today we're going to be talking about how to lead your children spiritually. What an important um, topic for us to deal with. Yeah. Kids are our future. God has entrusted them to us to be... Um, in our care for the purpose of helping them be shaped like Jesus one day. So let's talk about our families for a second. Yeah, sure. Clint, how many kids do you have? I have four daughters. Four daughters. That is a lot of estrogen. (laughs) Oh, it definitely is. I've got a (laughs) sorority going on in my house. (laughs) Yeah, you do. That's awesome. How about you, Grant? I have uh, four kids. I've got one girl and then three boys. So she Mm. is uh, firmly in charge. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, really yeah, Piper, she's, she's special. She's a special one. She's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I have three kids. I've got two boys, Clayton and Connor. And then my last and youngest 11 years old, Katie Claire. And she also is probably one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my whole life. I don't think in the 11 years that she's been around that she's had a bad day. Also, I'd like to say, as someone who's observed you with your daughter, she absolutely runs that house. Sure. <laughs> like she is. Oh man. I've seen, yeah. yeah. I'm the same way, though. I mean, literally, Piper, could, she gets away with everything. And yeah. then my boys, well, they're boys. So. They're boys. So what do you do, Clint? You, you got four girls. No, right? I, I got to buy, like, a boy dog somewhere or something. <laughs> <laughs> my Lila, my, my third, man, she runs the home. She is she is that one. You know, can so. I say, before we had kids, I had this idea, talking about leading spiritually, I had mm. this idea of what it would look like. And right. it was this crazy idealized idea. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, like yeah. we're gonna wake we're gonna have breakfast every day and we're yep. gonna pray together. Yes. And we're gonna we're gonna read the word together <laughs> and we're gonna have a devotional. You know what I mean? And I thought Bedtime tuck ins, the whole thing. I had <laughs> I had this like like partridge family idea that we would sing worship songs together and it would be just absolutely amazing. We'd be crying and cheering. Right. And <laughs> right. Oh, I, I remember when Kelly before we had children, Kelly and I would go to restaurants where people would show up with their children and the children would just be what we thought would total was totally out of control. Mm-hmm. And we think, what bad parents? Why can't they keep their kids under control? And then we had children. We were like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, it's I used not to judge easy. families so much. It's and then I had so kids, easy. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> the people who are the smartest about kids don't have them. Yep. Yes. And so the ideal, like we had these ideals, and obviously – that's why they're called ideals because uh, they're not necessarily reality. And so that's not what happened. And so that's one of the things that through raising my kids and as you guys probably have experienced too, I'm just always trying to figure out, like, how do I lead them spiritually? It is yes, the right. most important thing I can give them is yes. to give them spiritual leadership that matters. Um, and, and so that's for all parents, right? For everybody's situation. We're not just talking about, I know we're, we're three dads here. We're not just talking about dads, right? No. We're talking about moms, no. we're talking about Single Absolutely. parents, right? Yep, That's yep. Right. single moms. And so, as we as we think through that, um, so I just I just want to like talk about it. What do we learn, like guys? What are what are the things that you guys have learned uh, to lead your family or lead your children spiritually? 
So one of the things that I do with my kids um, that I think has been super helpful is I, t- I tell them all along, and this kind of comes out of a desire that I have for mm-hmm. my own personal life. I tell them that I'm never going to stop being your dad. And I don't mm. mean that in terms of being a position, but I mean in terms of being a teacher. Mm. Like I, I'm 49 years old and I would love that's to it. have, so- that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I'm aging poorly, um, but I'm 49 years old and I would love somebody who's 10, 15 years down the road from where I am to say, Hey, what does it look like? to be a 50 year old. What are the things that you have to accomplish? What are the challenges that are you're going to you're going to face that are unique to being 50? All those kinds of that's wonderful. That would be such a great be such a great opportunity to have a roadmap for life. And so I tell my kids, I say, you know, I'm always going to be your dad. Uh, when you're 18, that's not some magic number where I stop being dad, right. you become an adult and you're on your own in that way. I mean, I hope they're on their own, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to speak into your life always. And, uh, you know, when children are young, we have to tell them because the Bible says children obey your parents. Yeah. But you know, as they get older, it's no longer children obey your parents. It's children respect your parents. Mm. And so I think for, for, for me, one of the things that I want to do is I want to give them wisdom as they're growing up. I want to be a blessing to them as yep. they're growing up. Yep. I want them to see me as a resource for how they're supposed to think about their life so that when it comes to moving from obedience to honoring, mm. it's not a hard task. Yeah. They want to do it. Yeah. You know, one of the ways, if I can I, can I throw you a pro tip that I've sure. learned from, from my father Absolutely. to me is one of the best ways to influence your children when you're older and they're older, email forwards. You just throw out email forwards, and I super I've helpful. So much, so just keep those going, guys. And that's one of the best ways. I tell you, you know, I I, I think about I had um, again, I had this idea that I would have these amazing moments planned of spiritual instruction with my kids. You know, we get together every night and open the word together and all that, and. And, and you know what? Those aren't really the times where we have the most spiritual conversations. Those aren't right. really the times where right. I have the most influence with them, like, like I thought it would be. Yeah, Instead, um, the, and the thing I would tell other parents is just watch for our opportunities. Yeah. Like God is constantly dropping opportunities in our lap. To, to teach our kids and yeah. to point them back to him. And I mean, just the other day, like we, we were coming out of Target and um, and we looked up and there was a, a rainbow in the clouds yeah. and it was like beautiful. And mm. I remember I turned to the kids and I said, do you guys know what that means? You know, immediately mm. I said, hey, do you know what that means? And and they did. Honestly, thanks to Grace Kids, they did. They all they all said that, that's awesome. oh, that's that's God's promise to us. Like he's faithful to us and, mm-hmm. and he's, he loves us. Right. And and so they like they had that. And that was that was a moment. And I think even even in the hard moments, um, one of my boys, he has the sweetest little heart. Mm-hmm. Like he just has he's just so sensitive and sweet and he's so emotional, which is so different like than, than I am. And it's, it's different than my other boys too. My wife went one morning, for example, he was uh, crying because he didn't have the pants he wanted. And I said, um, Hey son, that doesn't matter. Get up and eat your (laughs) breakfast. You know what I mean? And so he's like crying and I'm having this battle of the wills. He's sitting there and my wife goes, he needs a hug. And I was like, he needs to get up and eat his, eat his cereal. Right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like that. That's what I thought. And so she goes, I'm telling you, try it. And I went over there and I hugged him instant like instantly mm. calm down and so he's yeah. he that's 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 my boy and even in those moments of him having those emotional times like one of the things i try to do is that's a moment to lead him spiritually and so i hug him and one of the things i say all the time is i say jude god gave you this heart it's okay to feel as, as strong as you feel that's wonderful he yeah. gave you an amazing heart you know daddy doesn't have that heart 
Right. Like that's special to you. And think about that. Like God gave you that heart to touch other people and to love other people in a way that, that probably daddy can't, maybe mommy can't, maybe your brother and sister can't, but you can't. Yeah. And again, just trying to come alongside like their story and constantly just reinforce that God's in it, you know, like in, in every moment, good, good and bad. So I would just tell parents, watch for opportunities because they're there. They're definitely there. I really like that. I mean, it's quantity versus quality. I think mm. that when it comes to our spiritual like walk with our kids, yeah. we feel like we have to put so much into this one moment, this one section where we read the Bible together, and we're expecting their lives to change like overnight. And instead, we're walking alongside them. We're loving them. We're praying with them. When we have opportunities, we seek them. We pray, hey, God, would you allow this time out when we're going to play ball or we're going to the mall or wherever it is that, God, would you speak? Would you move? Would you use this opportunity that we have? It's, it's quantity, not just quality. Yeah. Yeah. I love the principle of teaching along the way. I think sometimes parents feel like failures because... You know, just as we talked about a moment ago, we have a tendency to think, here's how it's going to be before we get married, and before yeah. we have children. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't end up looking like that. We can end up feeling like we're not doing something right. Yeah. But the reality is teaching along the way is so much better because it's practical and it's real world stuff. Yep. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing devotions with your children at night. And, you know, I, I might even highly re recommend that. I think yep. it's a fantastic idea. But what I found is that I'm able to speak so much more clearly into their lives when we have a situation where it presents itself, you know, mm -hmm. um, we watch some other child somewhere else and they're misbehaving and they're not doing what's right. And I can pull them aside and say, Those Hey, my here's kids. I just want to be honest. Yeah. On the podcast, guys. Confession. Confession time. They were mine. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's important, I think, to be able to say in the moment, here's why we don't act that way. And here's, you know, here's who God is and here's how he wants us to respond to him, mm. you know, and it's almost as if everything's an object lesson if you teach along the way. And yeah. that's the way Jesus was. That's I mean, exactly, that's what, exactly he did. what he did with the disciples. It was like, okay, let's talk through this parable. And he'd pull literally a palm branch to illustrate the, his point. It's, a, right. it's the same with us as being parents. Like we... Every day, we're, we're constantly hitting something where our kids are asking questions like, what do I do with this desire? How do I handle this situation? And you're there, and you're present, and you're able to speak into that moment. And you know? I, I would say, too, like, as we teach along the way, one of the really powerful ways we teach is we're honest about our mistakes. Yeah. You yeah. know? Like Good point. We, yeah. we are going to be messing up. Like, I'm going to take out a frustration about something else mm -hmm. on one of my kids. Right. I'm going to overreact right. on something. I'm going right. to, you know what I mean? And I'm going to fail. I'm going to speak harshly when I shouldn't, or I'm going to not do something I told them I would do, and, and I'm going to fail. And, and so many times in our own lives as adults, one of the ways we learn most is through our mistakes. One of the biggest ways our kids will learn is through our mistakes. Yeah. But it's up to us to bravely own those. And I say bravely and I'm, I'm not being funny. I mean yeah. it like yeah. there's, I don't want to, I don't want to look at my little girl or look at my little boy and say, daddy messed up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to admit that. Cause I'm, you know, in my mind, I want to be their heroes. Right. But the reality is if like truly loving them and truly leading them is, is taking every opportunity to teach them. And that's one of the ways that we have. And so just saying you're sorry to them and letting them know like what you know what I want my kids to know what forgiveness looks like and repentance looks like because they've seen their dad do it over and over and over again and so don't be afraid to make to, to make the mistakes uh, just make them count yeah that's great Grant I mean I think that's I think it's a, a fantastic point I do think you can build credibility by coming back and saying sorry like yeah. one of the things that yeah. we're doing is we are modeling hopefully for our kids what, the way that they should go 
Yep. But we also need to model for them what happens when we do wrong. Right. You know, I mean, there's two sides to that equation. And when we do wrong and we're not the people that God wants us to be in those moments, coming back and saying to them, dad was wrong. Please forgive me for yes. what I did. Yeah. And, and just being able to say, this is what we do for one another. You know, mm. it teaches them such a huge principle that they are going to fall down. They are yeah. going to mess up. And if you don't know how to get out of that, you'll just live in shame and you'll live in guilt. So sometimes actually messing up in that way is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. It teaches your children how to deal with suffering in difficult times in their life. Yeah. You so, know, yeah, Dr. Joshua Straub, actually, he, he does a thing on emotional safety when it comes to your kids. And he makes the statement, he said, if you feel like a failure as a mom or a dad in leading your kids, for instance, like maybe you aren't, you know, saying I'm sorry and you haven't been. He says, you can switch that very quickly. He said, really, he, so he's a brain researcher. He, he has a PhD in, um, in the brain. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came up with this idea based off the research that if you bat 400, so if you are batting 400 in your parenting and you're being consistent at least at a 400, um, then you are making a difference and you're making an mm-hmm. impact. And like we can bat 400 as a okay, family. Real quick. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm familiar with the concept of baseball. Um, I know it exists in the world. W- what does it mean to bat 400? What is that? What is, what is that? That's not perfect, right? No, not at all. So batting 400 isn't even close. Like it's basically four out of 10 times. Mm. And so 40%. 40%. Yeah. 40%. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. so he's saying that it just makes a huge difference, even if, even if you're missing the mark more than half the time, yep. you're that's still right. making a huge difference. That's, that's awesome. It's man. encouraging. It's helpful. It it's it's helpful. also, yeah. it takes that pressure off again. Like the, I, I wonder if some parents don't engage in the, in the teachable moments that are around them, um, because they're afraid that they don't have the answers. You know what I mean? Like I, I had a parent come to me recently and said, my daughter asked me this question and I don't know the answer. And I was like, well, great. What did you tell her? You know what I mean? Yeah. And let's talk oh. about it. And she goes, I changed the subject. Mm. And I said, hang on. You didn't say like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, let's find out. Yeah. She's like, I just changed the subject. Because the reality is little kids are easy to distract. So anyway, like we just, we just, she said, I just changed the subject. And, uh, and so I said, well, okay, well, don't do that. And so yeah. she was just, <laughs> she was afraid. Like she didn't, what if, what if I don't know? Yeah. Well, another opportunity to teach our kids, mm-hmm. right? right. Yeah. Like that just because you don't know, doesn't mean that you can't know. It's doesn't, a great opportunity to say, let's, let's find, let's out, find together. out together, you know, yeah. and that's, and that's helpful. Cause again, it, it says we don't have to know everything, but it's, it's, it's helpful if we try to figure it out together. One of the best things I think that I've done in parenting with all three of my kids is I am super conscious of, as you're, as you're parenting along the way, I'm super conscious of associating all the good stuff that happens in our life with God. Mm, yeah. You know, I mean, like great. really small yeah. things to big things. It That's can be great. something like we had a great meal. Isn't it amazing? God provided the money for us to be able to have this meal. Dude, Isn't I love it that. great for us to, to be together right now. We go to Disney. Isn't it amazing? God's creativity in the world. Mm. Watch something funny. Isn't God incredible the way he creates humor? I mean, just constantly That's doing that. Because awesome. I want to associate goodness with God, which I think is in short supply today. A lot yeah. of people think about God generically, but not as not as somebody who is the source of a good. And, and the Bible says that. He, you know, our Father, all good things come down from him, right? So let's switch this for a second. Let's yeah, talk sure. about discipline. Mm. Discipline is kind of a hard concept because... Yeah. 
first of all, let's just confess that a lot of people have really junked up discipline, right? Mm -hmm. We have junked up pictures of what discipline looks like. I grew up in a family where my father was severely abusive Mm. and really, um, really a hard guy. And so for me, I struggled with trying to figure out what that would look like before I even had a, had a marriage and had a, uh, Mm. had a child. And so how do you guys discipline your kids? Like, what are some of your principles? Yeah. So, uh, first of all, can, I'd, I'd like to talk about like a weakness of mine when it, when it goes to that. Uh, one of them is, um, I, I honestly like have, uh, growing up, I had the worst temper. Yeah. I was so quick tempered. Yep. Um, and, and I don't know, I, I, I remember, I remember like people trying to make me feel better about it and saying that like, oh, well, you're just passionate. You know what I mean? You run hot. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> nah, that's, nah, I'm just, I'm just a jerk. Just a jerk. Like yes. that's, that's what that is. Um, and you know, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, that I've just been working, working on that for years and years and years. And the Lord has been super kind to me on that. Um, and so part of that part of that is like when it comes to discipline with my kids is immediately when my kids do something wrong I check myself I have to that's great like I have to stop and it's go great principle. how like how are you feeling right now is this is this justified you know what I mean mm. and and I, I don't know I, I'm, I'm saying it in such a way that maybe people that are listening are thinking like oh so Grant just stops and he and he he bows it you know what I mean like he kneels down and he just thinks for a no it's it, but it's in that moment I just have to check myself. I just have to go. Whoa, is this appropriate? You know what I mean. And yeah. and I and I made rules for myself um, to uh, to never like if I'm feeling like that upset, um, I never uh, like put my hands on my kids. Right. I've never beat my kids or abused my kids, yeah. mm-hmm. but I don't ever want them to to ever know my touch in anything other than like protection and love. Yep. And so like I so I start to check myself a lot when it when when they do something wrong um, because I want to discipline them and from a place of love and a place that builds them up. And then I would say this, um, it's different with each kid cuz kids it are is different. different. It is yeah. different with and, each kid. And it's it's different with each kid. I, I there's certain things that work on certain kids and certain that don't. I mean, my um uh my my youngest uh wit uh, he will, I mean, there almost nothing works on him. I'm I'm convinced of. <laughs> all right, like he's just he's the happiest kid on the planet, and he can be like, is this a new fun game called spanking? Like he just like <laughs> I, there's just like nothing that gets him. And so we are constantly changing our discipline with him. Uh, but my daughter, uh, I can look at her, and she is m- messed up. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I can yeah. just look right. at her, right. and I can say, I can say, what did you just do? Right, because at her core, like she doesn't want to disappoint daddy. Yeah. Now my wife can't do it. My wife can't look at Piper Grace and discipline her with a look. I can. You know what I mean? Sure. Like it's it's different. And so I think that's the loving side of discipline too is consideration. Yeah. Um, what is going to build my child up? Because that's the ultimate goal here. Yeah. It's like not. It's, to, it's never to tear down. It's that's never right. to tear yeah. down. It's yeah. never to make them feel bad for something they did. That's right. It's to build them up. And so. Yeah. What is the what is the to help best them, way help to them do see that? the better way? Yeah, yeah. So with my boys, um, a lot tougher. You know, they're boys, and I and and I just you know, I, I'm more directive towards them, and uh, my wife always says that I'm more sweet towards Katie Claire, and it's you not, are. I say that too. I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amen. So one day, I'll tell you this a quick story. One day, um, Katie Claire just she was rebellious. Like it was. I think I honestly can say out of her 11 years is the only time that I've ever seen her actually. I said, don't do, I don't even remember what it was. I said, don't do this. And she looks at me and she kind of 
pushes her chin up like that. <laughs> and she she says, she says, look. I'm going to do it anyway. And she did it. And I go, if you do it again, you're going to get spanked. And she does it again. And, and then I bring her into her bedroom and I put her down on her, on her bed. And I said, now daddy's got to spank you. Cause I told you, I told right. you the consequence, you know, I, I want to lay out the consequence. I want to, I want to say you've crossed the line. We're not disciplining out of anger right now. Just we're helping her to understand. Right. And so I said, I said, honey, um, so I'm going to have to spank you right now. And she goes, she turns to me. She looks at me straight up gangster. She goes, daddy, I'm scared. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. What have you done to me? Like you said to me, too. It was, it was like kryptonite. I'm and I, and, and Katie, I'm Kelly, Kelly, too. my wife, is looking from the door. And uh, so I'm like, you got to roll over on your, bo- on your stomach, you know. And, and I go, I probably just tapped her. Like that. I mean, it was the it was the worst spanking in the history right. of all yeah. spankings. Even Katie Claire turns and goes, "Really? really? <laughs> yeah, yeah." And my wife just rolls her eyes and walks out of the room. I just cannot do it. I yeah, couldn't yeah. do it. But I think it's because of what you just talked about. She's not a spank kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I had one of my boys that I had to spank, and right. uh, and and without anger and without you know. Yeah. Um, being excessive in any way, but Katie Claire is the person that I can look at and I can just go, honey, and I can give her that look, and that's all she needs. Yeah. She straightened up and she moved in a different direction. So, discipline really is disciplining the child in the way that they should go. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, not not across the board discipline. And it's hard. It's so hard. It is. I, I, I mean, like that's to to be consistent. Yes. Like that's so largely important. And then to be quite honest, guys. I don't. I don't want to discipline my kids. Like I don't. I don't want to make them feel bad. I don't want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to spank my kids. Right. I don't ever yeah. want to do that. Right. Yeah. I don't want to put them in timeout. I don't right. want to take things away from right. them. You know. But that's where like we have to like that's how we display our love to them. As we say, I'll do the hard thing because this is what you need in this yeah. moment. Like this will. Sometimes yeah. you know, I, I heard a pastor a long time ago. He said, "Soft words produce hard hearts." Mm. And hard words produce soft hearts. Yeah. And the idea was that... Is that Pastor oh, Clint said that? No, no, it wasn't. Oh. It was somebody else. <laughs> uh, although he's wise enough to say it. Uh, <laughs> but the idea behind it was, if you are straight with somebody, you know, if you just, if you tell them like, hey, you're off track right now, that's going to produce a softness in their heart. They're mm. not going to get rebellious yeah. and angry about that. But if you're constantly minimizing consequences, then they're going to continue to push that boundary. They're going to constantly be pushing the envelope. And actually you're creating something worse down the road because that person will not understand their real boundaries for life. And I think that's one of the things as parents that we're doing for them is we're giving them clear and distinct boundaries and boundaries are designed by God, I think to show us here's where I'm safe and here's where I'm not safe. And, you know, because we love our children, we want them to have the prime environment, the safest environment uh, to be able to live. And that's why we put boundaries on kids. It's been the two most helpful things in our relationship with our kids when it comes to discipline is, being very clear in what they need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is if we're not clear, they get frustrated That's and right. then they push harder. And then I find myself getting angrier. Yeah. Everybody right? escalates. Yeah, everybody does. Right. And so I get super angry. And, but when it's clear and they understand it and we understand it, then we can be consistent. That's good. And yeah. so when we're super consistent and it's very clear, it's, it's easy to move the ball down the field with our kids as opposed to them going, why is this happening? And we're asking the question, why is this happening? It's because we haven't set clear boundaries. That's right. So... So to that end, um, the idea of boundaries, I think, is super important. Um, one of the things that I see in the world nowadays in terms of like with children and parenting, and one of the great challenges is there's a kind of concept out there today that says 
uh, I'm just going to let my kid choose his faith. I'm going to let my kid choose whether he's going to come to church or not. And I just think that that's a major mistake. Right. I do recognize that there are some people who grew up in families where they were forced to go to church on a weekly basis, and they ended up resenting that. But I think, again, our job is to show our kids the beauty and goodness of God mm. so that they want to be there. I mean, I can hardly drag my kids away from church every weekend. Yeah. My kids love to be there. They'd be there all the time. Yeah. We try to build that into but here's the thing. Let's say that you have a kid that doesn't want to go, right? Well, in our regular life, we would never say to that child, hey, you have the option to go to school or not, right? And the reason for that is because we value that kid. We yeah. love them and we want the best for them. So being educated is better than being uneducated. And so we don't give them the option. And so I want to say to parents, you know, it's important for us to say as parents, you have to obey me at this point in time in your life. You know, my goal is that one day you'll respect me because you love me and that we've, we, I've built into you. But right now you have to obey me. Right. And that is a beautiful boundary. That's not something that makes a kid angry or insecure, maybe in the moment, a little bit frustrated, but that will bring, that will bring such great security to that child because they're going to grow up in a faith that supports them, encourages them. We set the priority for them when yeah. it comes to church. Yeah. It shows them we what do. we value. We do. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter says, like, she, she, I don't know if she knows the word Sunday. It's right. church day. Yeah. Like, she's like, that's the day we go to church. Yeah. Like, it's church cute. day, right? That's and cute. so that's the, you know, that's <laughs> the goal. I think one of the, the confusing things for parents sometimes is that they feel like when, when they say it to themselves or they say to their kids, hey, I'm just going to let you grow up and choose whatever you want. You're really not just letting them grow up and choose what they want. You're letting someone else. You're letting someone them. else do that. Yeah. You're mm, turning their discipleship so over to someone else. That's right. They will be discipled by someone. That's right. They should be discipled by you. That's they 100%. should be discipled by your church. Because yeah. they're going to still ask the same questions. Yes, they are. But now I'm being in a place, instead of being in a place that has like the answers from the scriptures, it's right. going to be a place that has answers from wherever. They're going right. to be influenced by somebody. Somebody, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. This absolutely. is why we see first year college students often have a crisis of faith because they've kind of never really thought deeply about their faith growing up. And then you get this philosophy professor and he tells you this and that about God. And he presents some really coherent arguments that, you know, yeah. if you look beneath the surface are not super coherent, but people have problems with that. Like they, they'll walk away from the faith sometimes because they have a little bit of pushback. Our job is to expose our children to circumstances that challenge their faith. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a big thing. I took a class um, up at, uh, in, in college it was called persuasion. And the idea of persuasion was basically that you have to, and it was this, I, the theory behind it was called inoculation theory. And the inoculation theory basically says you have to introduce a little bit of a problem into your child's life so that when that problem hits them again, they already have, they've already been inoculated against yeah. it. Just like when you get a vaccine or something, right? They introduce a little bit of the um, the, the, the problem host into the body that creates an antibody response. And then when it comes the next time it's strong in its response. Yeah. So our job is to teach our kids, not be passive with them, yeah. which is teaching along the way. It is teaching along, the, teaching way. along yeah. the way. Yeah. I, I think it's, that's fantastic guys. I've really appreciated this conversation. Like yeah. it's, it's challenged me in a, in a really big it's way and uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. We hope that this has been helpful for you. This has been another episode of Next Steps. We will be back next Wednesday, and we look forward to seeing you then. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope to see you this weekend at a Grace campus near you. Get all the details and more resources at discovergrace.com.